crawled back to the killing ground. Then she heard the shouts of Israeli soldiers yelling in Hebrew. Every muscle and fiber in her body froze in ice-hot fury. We should have taken prisoners. Why, to kill our children later as they slaughtered my two sons in the school bus? We'll be criticized. They're all dead. So are my mother and father. The bastards gunned them down in a vineyard, two old people among the grapes. Let them rot in hell. The Hezbollah tortured my brother to death. Take out their weapons and fire off rounds. Graze our arms and our legs. Jacob's right. They fought back. We might all have been killed. Then one of us should run back to the compound for reinforcements. Where are the boats? They're gone now. Nowhere to be seen. There were probably dozens. That's the reason we killed the ones we saw. Hurry, Jacob. We can't give the goddamn liberal press any ammunition. Wait, this one's still alive. Let him die. Remove their weapons and commence firing. The staccato fusillade filled the night and the rain. Then the soldiers threw the raiding party's guns down beside the corpses and raced back up into the sand dunes filled with wild seagrass. In moments there were erratic flashes of cupped matches and cigarette lighters. The savage massacre was over. The cover-up begun. Still the woman moved cautiously forward on her stomach in the shallow water, the ringing echoes of the gunfire fueling the loathing that filled her. Loathing and great loss. They had slaughtered the one man on earth she could love, the only man she could commit to as an equal, for none other had her strengths, her determination. He was gone and there would never be another like him, a godlike firebrand with fierce eyes, whose voice could move crowds to both tears and laughter. And she was always there beside him, guiding him, adoring him. Their world of violence would never see a team like the two of them again. She heard a moan, a quiet cry that pierced the rain and the surf. A body was rolling down the slope of sand to the water's edge, only feet ahead of her. She crawled rapidly to the figure and grabbed him. His head was face down in the sand. She turned him over, the rain washing over the blood-soaked features. It was her husband, a large part of his throat and skull, a mass of scarlet-red tissue. She held him fiercely. He opened his eyes once, then closed them for the final time. The wife looked up at the sand dunes and the cupped flares of lighted cigarettes through the rain. With money and her false papers, she would cut a path through the despised Israel, leaving death in her wake. She would return to the Bekaa Valley and reach the high councils. She knew exactly what she was going to do. Muerte a toda autoridad. Bekaa Valley, Lebanon, 12.17 p.m. The scorching noonday sun caked the dirt roads of the refugee camp, an enclave of a displaced people, many beaten into submission by events they could neither fathom nor control. Their gates were slow, trudging, their faces set, and in their dark, downcast eyes a hollowness that bespoke the pain of fading memories, of images that would never be real again. Others, however, were defiant, submission to be reviled, acceptance of the status quo unthinkable, something to be scorned. These were the Muhadin, the soldiers of Allah, the avengers of God. They walked rapidly with purpose, their ever-present weapons strapped to their shoulders, their heads moving sharply, constantly aware, their eyes focused and filled with hatred. It was four days since the massacre at Ashkelon. 
The woman clad in a green khaki uniform, its sleeves rolled up, walked out of her modest three-room structure. House would be misleading. Its door was covered with black cloth, the universal sign of death. Passers-by stared at it and raised their eyes to the sky, mumbling prayers for the departed. Every now and then a wail emerged, asking Allah to avenge the dreadful death. For this was the home of the Ashkelon Brigade's leader, and the woman striding down the dirt road had been his wife. But more than a woman, more than a wife, she was among the great Muhaddin in this convoluted valley of submission and rebellion she and her husband symbols of hope for a cause all but lost. As she strode down the caked street past an open market, the crowd dispersed for her, many touching her gently, worshipfully, uttering continuous prayers, until all, as one, began chanting, Baj.